Love. Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hey there, welcome to episode 26. We're back after a week hiatus because of all things lockdown and school holidays. Here on the central coast of New South Wales, we are in our second week of lockdown and it's just been announced that we've got another week. So yeah, that's a bit of a challenge. And, you know, I really feel for everybody out there who have, who are going through bumpy, bumpy days, but this too shall pass and we will come back to thrive more than ever. Um, e-commerce is a booming industry, so you're in the right place. We just got to keep on going and sticking it together. So speaking of sticking together and keeping on going, today I am chatting to business strategist Michelle Broadbent. Now, Michelle and I go back many, many years. We worked with each other at Nickelodeon, um, the kids TV channel, like 20 plus years ago. So we I think it was 2002 she joined the, the business and we had a lot of fun together. We were young and fancy free. And um, we're both now mothers and running our own, our own businesses. So it's really cool to catch up with her today. And she is just so knowledgeable in helping women cut through the overwhelm of growing businesses. So she works with some really big female entrepreneurs and some small emerging entrepreneurs too. And the most challenging thing that she's identified is how to hire the right people for your business. And I see this a lot too. So I get questions a lot from my clients and my students of when to hire, who to hire, how to find them, how to vet applications. You know, are they physically in the team? Are they externally and virtual? All those questions. And yeah, hiring people is scary and it can go horribly wrong. I have been there. I have wasted a lot of money on the wrong people and it it's not good and it you can get burnt by it and then what happens is you avoid doing it altogether for far too long so whether it's an office manager or a social media manager a virtual assistant or a whole bunch of things rolled into one knowing how to find your unicorn as Michelle calls it someone you can trust with your business baby can be so daunting and she's just launched, Michelle has just launched a course called Finding Unicorns. And we're going to go through today and answer some of those questions. So we talk about how hiring is the key to growth and knowing when you need to hire, how to identify who, what you should hire for, how to find that unicorn and so many more good chats. And she has some really great advice and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. There's some episodes where I'm like, yep, my audience need to hear this. And this is one of them. So yeah, have a listen. And also enrollment doors are officially open for Ecom Grow Strong Round 2 starting on August 1. So that's very, very soon. It's my 10-week course and coaching program just for product-based businesses and online store owners and e-commerce business founders, so women just like you. And we are getting lots of great feedback from the first round of students. You've probably seen me post about it and talk about it. I'm so chuffed um, because it is a signature course and it is exactly what I feel women need in the early years of growing your e-commerce business. Cut through the fluff, concentrate on what's important, get your foundation strong, get support, and you're not going to waste time, money, and effort by going around in circles trying to figure it all out yourself. So go to my website, lisaburn.com.au, and click on the Ecom Grow Strong button, and you can enroll right now. So without any more chit-chat, here is Michelle and I talking about how to hire and find your unicorn. Love, love, love. 
Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I'm glad we actually kind of pressed record and started talking because um, we're meant to start, what is it, half an hour ago, but we've been catching up. (laughs) (laughs) So you and I, before we introduce, well, why don't you introduce yourself and then we can talk about how we know each other. Sure. So um, my name is Michelle Broadbent and I uh, have a business where I support female entrepreneurs, um, helping them out of the overwhelm of running a business alone. Um, So I help all sorts of incredibly talented women who are super good at the thing that they run their business, you know, the, the product that they sell or the service they provide, but are sort of falling down in the actual operational side of running their business. Mm, And I reckon that's probably 99.9 of us. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, gosh, we're so good at That's it. We're we're amazing at doing, you know, working in our genius zone, helping other people. And then if you have a kind of little look underneath the the exterior, it's a bit of a shambles. Yeah, and it's and I think so many people think that they are the only one who is that way. And I often have people sort of say to me, "Oh God, you know, I'm really embarrassed." One of my clients actually said to me when I started working with her, she said, "This is like someone rummaging around in my dirty laundry basket." Yeah, like, it's really confronting. <laughs> but I think the thing that I, you know, want to put in a neon sign is that I have seen it all before. Like there is nothing that frightens me because everyone thinks because of you know social media and all of that that people have just totally got their shit sorted yeah no one does (laughs) there are very few people that do yeah yeah exactly very very small percent and same working I work in the back pockets of many successful businesses and also smaller businesses and they're all struggling with the same thing right you know finding a better way to work you know, stepping out of the grind, you know, mm-hmm. putting systems in place so if they, God forbid, something happened to them, their business wouldn't crumble or that they can step away and go for a holiday. That, yes. That's kind of really the crux of it. It really is. I mean, I think this is the, the thing that I often have to work through with the women that I work with. It's that mindset that running a business needs to be hard. And mm. that word, the H word, the hustle, hustle. That I, just, I cannot bear that mm-hmm. word because it just, it, it conjures up, yeah, dis-ease and it doesn't need to be that way. And, and, and we need more examples of people out there who are showing us that running a business, yeah, it doesn't need to, to mean running yourself into the ground. Yeah, and we do that, don't we? I mean, you and I were just chatting. I don't know any, I can't think of any woman that's in business that springs to mind that has got that nailed, really. Like, we're all our worst enemy. We've got the kids to think about. You know, we're generally the primary caregivers. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be all the things. But, Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be as hard as it can feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. and you can get support from people like you that can help, you know, like that other brain, like having another set of eyes and another brain on your business. Yep, it's exactly what I do. It's I am the second brain in these women's businesses because so often when we are immersed in our own business, we can only see and deal with what's happening right in front of us and often um you know you can't see you cannot like you know what I can often see is that car crash that's a kilometer up the road whereas the business owner is right there in the weeds dealing with just the firefighting that reactive Mm -hmm. work in their business and they and they don't know they don't know any better and that's that is that's okay like that's why you know people have people like myself and you in their lives to go hold on a second there's actually an easier way of doing this there's Mm. a more efficient way of doing this there's a better way it doesn't need to be like this and if Mm. we do it like this now then it's going to prevent you from yeah having that god-awful crash down the track 
because yeah. so many women do they just you know it all gets too hard and then that you know there's not enough for them to feel like they need to continue which is why so many businesses go bust in those early years because they're just they're, the business owners are burnt out from doing yeah. all, of the, all, all the things um, and feeling like they're getting absolutely nowhere yes yeah and also like yeah not playing to their strengths as mm. well or focusing on things out of order which I, I see a lot too so that they've yeah. spent a lot of money on Facebook ads or they've mm-hmm. hired the wrong people which we'll definitely cu- talk about today because I think that's a big yeah. thing mm. and you know I've done it too yep. made the wrong bloody expensive decision on the wrong mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. because and I'm sure everyone can relate to this I know my clients can you're stressed out about something and you need some help you find someone who says that they can do it and you think that they're going to be your fairy godmother. So you throw some money at it and you think, oh, this person's going to save my life. They're going to fix this problem. Mm. And then a couple of months down the track, one month down the track, problem's not fixed. And the the business owner isn't actually equipped to A, fix it and B, negotiate with that person because they haven't fixed it because they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah, I see that with my clients, like maybe with Facebook ads or Google ads or social media managers that they've been burnt by. But because they've outsourced it and they don't know the nuts and bolts, they don't know how to fix it or get their money back. That's right. And look, there is, I think, you know, when you're starting a business, there is a lot of merit in not necessarily becoming an absolute master of every single thing in your business, but you do need to have an understanding. It frightens me when people say, oh, I don't know the numbers in my business. I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't know the financials. My bookkeeper takes care of that. And I'm just like, yeah, but how do you know your bookkeeper's doing it right? It's, it's this, this willingness and, you know, you use the, the term throwing money at the problem, which is what a lot of people do when they are stressed out mm-hmm. and they're just like, I'm just going to chuck money at it and, I, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to get it fixed. But if you don't have like a basic understanding of what you're actually throwing money at, then how can you possibly know if they're doing a good job? And you mentioned social media managers. Like we all know that there are social media managers and there are, you know, using the air quotes, social media managers. And mm-hmm. it's being able to understand the value that they are actually going to be bringing to your business because you are putting, you know, your hand in your pocket and handing over money for someone to do a job. And if you can't even measure whether they're doing a good job or not, they, you know, sadly, there are people out there who take the piss. And, oh, uh, my God, so yeah. many. It's, it's Yeah. 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 So you have been working on, you've just launched a new course called Finding Unicorns. Finding, yeah. finding Unicorns. Finding and I love unicorns. it so much. Yeah. And I wanted to get you on to chat about it. but mm-hmm. And because it's, it's definitely something that we all struggle with. I know I struggle with it, all my clients do and students do. But first I want to talk about how we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is so funny. So, okay, so what year is it? 2021. So we yeah. would have met back in, what, 2001 maybe? No, it was 2000 and two, like the end of 2002, I think it was. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Michelle and I worked at Nickelodeon together mm-hmm. back so long ago. It was my one of my second marketing job I was a marketing yeah. assistant and you came on board as an, an executive assistant I was yeah something so like that. Uh, yeah I was I was temping like I'd um yeah. I'd come I'd come back from living in the UK I wanted to get back into television and yeah this temp job came up at Nickelodeon to help out the I guess she was the channel manager and I did that until this the new girl started and then they were like oh 
can you just stay? And so I kind of just floated around really, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> I remember I just sort of did. Um, I, I loved, I, I mean, I absolutely loved working there because I got to work with such a great bunch of people. But also it was kids' television. It was kids' mm. entertainment. It was beautiful, pure. Um, you know, I used to ring kids up and tell them they'd won competitions yeah. and it was like the best thing ever. I was, my kids are really dirty at me now that I'm a mother because back then I was like, you know, crazy not even married you know yeah. no kids or anything as we all were I mean mm. god who put us in charge of that like oh, really? I <laughs> what I did we know that. about kids but <laughs> now my kids are like why don't you work there anymore like you know wouldn't it be great if mum worked at a, at a kid's um entertainment channel now but <laughs> oh, well I feel like we were so lucky because it was like the like the heyday, I think you could say, was, was of television, Foxtel, definitely. Yeah, of television, yeah. 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 Foxtel launched in, I don't know, maybe 1995, something like that, mm. I want to say. And I started working there in 2001. So it was down at Piermont, right on the water. There was parties coming yeah. out of our ears and we were all like, I was maybe 19, 20 or something like that. Yeah, and we were all, yeah, I was, I was the youngest in the business, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And we're all in our 20s having so much fun, parties, events, meeting celebrities. On my first day at Nickelodeon, Human Nature came in and they did a, the cha-cha around the office and we filmed mm. it as part of a segment. Like there was things like that happening all the time. Yeah. Elmo. Just- Elmo yes. came into Elmo the office. Came. The I real will never forget Elmo. that day. Yep, the actual yeah. Elmo. Yeah, and that was just a regular day in the office. Just, um, yeah, yeah, just normal. And it's funny, yeah, when we talk about it now and, you know, yeah, like the, the, the Kids' Choice Awards. and Kids' Choice Awards. Um, we started that in Australia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Every yes. um, Z grade celebrity in Australia, <laughs> we had them, baby. And we slimed them. <laughs> yeah, we slimed them. And it was our job. So Michelle and I and other marketing people, like, yeah to accompany those celebrities, to take yep. them from the hotel to the re- the orange carpet. and Yes, the orange carpet. Yeah, it was a yep. brilliant time. I think I was there for five years and I learnt, I would say, you know, 60% of what I know about building brands there. You from know, those there. that they were the most, it was the most incredible brand and how um, they brought new staff members into the brand, like teaching them about the brand. Like yep. they used to say that, by the end of it, you'd bleed orange, was in like yeah. the brand colour orange yeah. because we just yeah. so were so bought into it. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with everyone because it was uh, yeah. it's it's so bizarre how you know that was what 20 something years yeah. ago. Yeah, I know. Insane. Yeah. And and here yeah. we are. And here we are Own now. Businesses, yeah. mothers. Two mums, yeah, so grown yeah. up now. Like, you know, when it's I so think of, not. you know, how, how naughty we were back then and now so we're naughty. like, you know, responsible business owners with, you know. Yeah, helping other people with their businesses. Helping but anyway, people. yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it's quite cool. So, yeah, so tell us about finding a unicorn. So okay. what is a unicorn? So essentially a unicorn is what we should all aspire to have working for us in our business. So the thing I think that that makes me really upset is that so many business owners, first of all, they try and do absolutely everything themselves for way too long in their businesses and they end up completely, you know, burning themselves out because they doing way more than what they actually should be for far too long and you know the impact that that has not just on their business but also on their personal life as well is monumental so but there's this misconception I think among business owners that we do need to keep doing all the things ourselves and have our hands all over everything and I know that earlier in our conversation I said that that is important in the beginning to have an understanding of what's going on but you cannot do all of the things all of the time and continue to grow your business. It's not sustainable. Yes. Yeah, so then the the other thing that that happens is that not that people don't get the help that they need. And what they do is that they often settle for subpar support in their business. And I don't everyone like you don't need to do that there are incredible people out there they are unicorns they're called unicorns because people think that they're so rare but something that I know for certain because I've seen it in the you know dozens and dozens and dozens of businesses that I have 
supported over the last five years in my business and then previous to that when I was when I was working in you know two startups where we grew those businesses by bringing in the right people to to do all of the things and that's what so essentially what a unicorn is is that person who is just going to elevate your business and your experience of running your business just by being there to support you and yeah having that right support as opposed to just settling for whatever blows through the door because you think that's all you're worth yes isn't that interesting it does kind of probably boil down to that sense of worthiness like mm-hmm. oh, oh that's okay I'll, I'll just have I'll, it'll yeah. do for me you know it'll I'm not do. that big mm-hmm. yeah I'm not that important yeah. yeah and I think you know talking about the fact that you both you and I came from big business and so many small business owners have come from that big corporate world where there are HR directors there's you know whole recruitment departments there's big budgets there's you know bonuses and big you know all the bells and whistles that you feel as a small business owner you can't necessarily offer to somebody else so there's this yeah this kind of misconception that all the good people go to those jobs and then you just kind of get the scraps and it is absolutely not true and it's probably safe to say because I see this with women in my own generation like yourself, mm. it's actually going the other way. Pete, yep. we're really good people are going, screw the corporate structure, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on my own. Yep. So the pool of great talent is is out there. I guess it's a matter of, A, recognising that you need help, B, mm. figuring out what it is that you're going to hire for. That's probably the next one. And then the other question I get is also, do I bring them in-house, like physically in-house, or can is it a virtual relationship? Yeah. And that is like in the Finding Unicorns program, that the first thing that we address is what you actually need help with. Because so often, you know, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, I should just get a VA, I think I'm just going to get a VA to do it. (laughs) It's like, do you even know, first of all, what a VA is? Do you know, you know, like, what is it that you want help with? What do you need help with? And figuring out what, you know, there's a process that you need to go through to actually figure that out. Because sometimes what people will come to me with what they think they need help with it's actually something completely different when mm-hmm. you really dig into the true needs and the thing that is going to have the most impact on your business. Um, a lot of, you know, social media is another one that people mm-hmm. like to want to be able to outsource. Oh, yeah. and it's like, well, do you know, like how is someone else going to sell your business? You know, what have you got in place in order for them to do Like, otherwise they're just going to do it the way that they want to do it. Um, yeah. And and business development is another big one. People are like, oh, I don't like doing sales. It's like, well, who better to sell your business than you? Like, you, let's get someone else to do, you know, the, the, the sort of the lower impact, the, the, the thing that's going to have less of an impact on revenue generation and yeah. you focus on being essentially the, the show pony of your yeah totally sales your energy should be it's probably the last thing you would outsource mm, but so many people don't like that it's like i've started a business but i don't want to do sales it's like it's, oh my god <laughs> well you better address that before you go and hire someone and it's the same with social media i see this as well so mm, mm. they want to hire a social media manager it's like, okay cool so do you have a strategy or are you are you hiring someone to do that or are you hiring someone to post for you? Like, yeah. Get, yeah. And like, how, how clear are you on the, your brand and marketing messages? Because that person needs to be trained. If you don't have time to train someone or put the systems in place first, you shouldn't be hiring yep. yet. Absolutely. Um, yet. Because Absolutely. they're just going to, like, all, you, yeah. yeah. These they're are just things gonna, that can be done to mm-hmm. prepare for bringing on a unicorn and and having all of that sort of stuff sorted means that you that 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 you're going to start off on the right foot because what I 
sometimes see happening is that people will find their unicorn. They will get the most unicorn of unicorns. And, and there is a particular client of mine who springs to mind. We went through such an enormous process to bring this incredible person into the business. But sadly, this client did not have the, the processes in place and all the time to fully on properly onboard her into the business and the relationship it didn't work because mm. for the for this girl who was an absolute unicorn it was a really unsatisfying relationship and there's only so long that people will put up with that now especially if they are incredible because they know that there are other opportunities out there where you know they will be working in their zone of genius because that's what you want you want everyone working in on work that fulfills them and that is in their zone of genius that they enjoy that they want to be doing um you know that's a really important thing to consider yeah and could, can you have multiple unicorns because i, I find absolutely yeah yep because yep. it's the way the world's going as well mm-hmm. that people are having specialist skill sets yeah. you know general marketers don't really exist anymore no, you kind of don't. Yeah, you've got to be the queen of your domain rather than the jack of all trades. Agreed. And I think that is the, you know, the brilliant world that we work in now. You don't need to have five people on the payroll. Like you can utilise specialists for, um, you know, it could be, they could be on a retainer for a set number of hours a week or a month, or you could have them just come in to help out for a specific project. Um, you know, a lot of, I've, I've got to um, work with a few businesses that, you know, they're copywriters, right? So they just come in and out. So they get, they get really familiar with the businesses that they serve, but it's not like there's someone paying them a wage, you know, to sit in an office At on a, a seat in a, yeah, mm-hmm. in front of a computer all, all week long, they just come in and out as as is required. And I think, yeah, being able to, again, coming back to that understanding of the functions of your business and being able to share, you know, what your business is and, and, and you know, like you were talking about marketing, branding, all of that sort mm-hmm. of thing, if that is all really clear, it's so easy to work with contractors multiple multiple Mm. people exactly so yes I think that 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 is something that people should consider that you you know you may not necessarily get one person who is able to do everything to the level that you need within your business this is true and your expectations check your expectations Mm -hmm. because if you currently can't do it then you can't necessarily expect somebody else to be doing all the things and drilling down to yeah what's going to really alleviate you out of your struggle right now and it's funny that you say you know these are legitimate questions that you know you, you you ask because like can you have multiple unicorns does is it a retainer is it like the general business owner, even like myself, who or has come from the corporate world, would have no idea that these these flexible arrangements even exist, or that these people yeah. exist. Yeah. So it's you know it's very interesting conversation to have. Yeah, and let women not understand that there are, there's better ways of doing it. There is there is easier ways to do things, or you know, I mean, it's an mm-hmm. old fashioned saying, but you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that it's that you know that you don't have to do things. And this is the great thing about being a business owner is that you have got no boss breathing mm-hmm. down your neck saying this is the way we do it around here. You get to determine how things are done in your business you can you know there there is obviously um examples out there and pathways blueprints processes whatever you want to call it about what a you know inverted commas successful business looks like but at the end of the day you get to decide what's going to work for you and that's really empowering and you know what like that should be one of the reasons why you're doing this if you wanted to do it everyone else's way well go and get a paid job somewhere working for someone else you mm. probably get a lot more money and um a lot less, less stress, stress. <laughs> that would be way less fulfilling than yeah. doing your own thing so um yeah you get to you get to run with this however you want yeah and so let's say we've figured out what it is that we need to outsource 
how and we've got an idea of what the job description might look like even though that's probably a whole question on its own where do we find these people where do we start fishing for our unicorn so i i you know have been doing this for a long time very old and what i will say is that you are usually two degrees of separation from your unicorn usually you are connected in some way to this person they just don't know that you're looking Mm. so the first thing that I say to people because you know our networks are strong right good people know good people so you need to tell everyone you know that you are looking and it's funny how many people don't do this because often and and this is because because a lot of people will default to like a recruiter or a headhunter because they go again throwing money at the problem I just want someone to you know source someone for me and fix the problem quick smart and that that option costs thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and what I have seen happen before is that these these headhunters or whatever, they they will give you a CV and you go, oh, I know that person or I used to work with that person at, you know, Nickelodeon or Foxtel mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Like our, our networks, we know so many great people. They know great people. It's, yeah, that two degrees of separation. So first things first is to tell everyone you know, but tell them what it is that you're looking for. Don't just go, oh, I need some help because then they're yeah. just going to sling you, you know. Any Tom, the, Dick and the, Harry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the 17-year-old from two doors down, yeah. who, you know, at uni and, and you know, wants to work in PR or, you know, we've, we've all, yeah. we've all mm-hmm. seen those people blowing the door before. So be really specific about what it is that you want and tell everybody that you know yeah. um, and see what, that you know as a starting point see what yeah. comes from that yeah and what are your thoughts on because I often suggest this to my clients let's say if they've got a really fun position or an exciting opportunity that they need to grow that you know they're mm. growing they need yep. to bring people in and they want people who appreciate let's say that their niche or their brand and that they've got an army of loyal customers what do you think about putting it out on their social media or putting it out to their to their people say this is who we're looking for because I suggest that a lot and quite often it's like oh no I don't think we should be doing that you know what say people think this or you know what say so and so applies it's like well yeah you can let those questions get in the way of finding your unicorn yes absolutely so I have a couple of strategies mm-hmm. that you can use here so first of all there's two schools of thought there are people that are like don't meet your heroes because and usually the people that are resistant to their raving fans coming and working for them is because they're scared of shattering the illusion Ah. and (laughs) so I think you 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 need to be careful as to who like I I, I'm a big uh, I I reckon letting your community know is a really Mm. good idea because there could be someone lurking there who's watches you all the time, who might buy your products or whatever, and could put forward a a great case for, for actually working with you because you do, it is really good to have people in your business who know your work. And, but, but I think there's knowing your work and understanding and appreciating your work but then there's sort of that other level, that super fan that would just, you know, I guess that Denise Duffield Thomas talks about this where she used to hire mini hers, like mini me's, and then be disappointed when they wanted to move on really quickly because they wanted to be Denise. They didn't want to support yeah. Denise. They wanted to be her. Yeah. So you just need to be a bit discerning when it comes mm-hmm. to hiring your yeah your super fans but I do believe that have someone having a knowledge base and also it's a value alignment right like generally if they're if they're already familiar with your services and your product there's a buy-in there you know so Mm. it it makes them easy like they're they're essentially going to be representing your business as well when they're working for you so you need to have that you don't want to be I don't know just say you um you know, like I'm thinking of, of products where there is like an ethical, environmentally like friendly eco, products yep, mm-hmm. or those sorts of things mm. and yet you've got someone who's like totally anti that or one way or the yeah. other. Do you know what I mean? So you yes. do want that. Um, now, in terms of dealing with those 
applications of the people that you don't necessarily want in you know want to entertain Mm. having in your business but because it's you and they know that it's you that is looking you don't want to be the one to say oh lisa thanks for your application i don't think that you're right and then you're going to go well why not i love your products your and so a work around that is and and i say this to everyone whether they are in this situation or not is when you're recruiting create a you know jobs at Mm. your business name email or Anne at, and she's, and Anne is the HR lady, Anne is the recruitment lady or Jane or Rebecca or whatever this person's name is, not Karen. Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, how about Karen? (laughs) Karen, the mean HR lady. And just, and so all applications go to that. So, so it's taking a layer of connection between you and that person away so that it's not you that's rejecting their application. It's Jane or yeah that's a good tip whoever the HR lady is so then they can be you know they can be disappointed at the HR lady and not at you yes it's funny I remember Cherie from the digital picnic she had the same tip about collecting unpaid invoices exactly yes that you can put Karen on the the email address Karen from accounts Karen (laughs) from accounts yeah yeah no that's a good yeah because really a, a lot of the time where it's just us in the business, you know, Mm -hmm. and we are wearing all those hats. Try not to, but, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And how about the submission process? I Recently I heard a really good, I watched a training on how to screen the the applicants. Let's say you've got 100 applicants. You don't want to have a phone call or a Zoom with every single one of them. You want to cull them based on certain things. And they had a nifty way of, you know, put in little clues in the application process. So like one of the questions was mention Bluebell in your application letter. And if they didn't put blue the keyword in the application letter, then they were automatically culled. That might cull 95 of them. But what do you have any sort of like steps or yeah, look, there are all sorts of really unique ways to apply for a job. And I think you can have a lot of fun with this because especially with the different products that your clients sell it's and depending on what the role is it's like get them to show you up front what what they are capable of yeah Yeah. task again there is there is a there is a I guess like you don't want to ask too much from an initial application. I do see people that are like, create a video and do this and do that and then fill in this survey and then do this personality test and then I'll talk to you. It's Mm. like, I mean, you know, to be really honest at the moment, there are not, you know, the the market out there in terms of people looking, it's not flooded with candidates. So you want to try and keep things fairly open because you do want to you you know you don't want your unicorn to not apply for the role because I don't know their camera phone you know the phone the camera on their phone's busted and they can't do the video before five o'clock tomorrow afternoon when the application's closed or whatever it is so think of something perhaps that's unique to the role or a unique question and just to get a bit more of an insight into the person and this is something that I go into in the program is unique ways of, of applying for jobs, but also doing it in a way that's not going to alienate. Like, you know, you know, there was a client of mine who she was looking for, it was like an office manager, right? But she asked these people to, to do a video, like a three minute video about mm. themselves and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, but they're not, front facing like they're not you're not asking you know it doesn't really relate to the role and it's just putting a layer of friction and often people that are in unicorn that sort of back of house you know behind the scenes the woman Mm. behind the woman they're the woman behind the woman and they're good at that for a reason they They don't yeah they don't want to be the show pony they don't want to be that person so you know ask them something about 
their organisational skills or get them to, you know, schedule their own interview with you. Do you know what I mean? Like try and yeah. get them. It's that show, don't tell. Find ways of showing if you if you need to, to implement something like that as a culling process. Yeah. But I think right now in the current state of the market, and, you know, obviously I'm, we're doing this in July 2021, there is not... It, it's not like things were 12 months ago when there was, you know, the, the market was flooded with people who were unemployed and all mm. of that sort of thing. It is on the quieter side at the moment. So you don't want to prevent people too much from, from applying for the job. Yeah, and I think that a lot can be said for a simply a letter, you know, because you can mm-hmm. tell a lot by yeah. a standard application letter. And, yes, you could ask them to answer some questions, but, yep. you know, attention to detail, spelling, mm. you know, you can even tell how warm someone is, okay. how open they are to, I don't know, trying something yep. different. Absolutely, yeah. And then you can cull from that. And I think mm. for, for the women that I work with, particularly they're hiring for like marketing sort of type people tasks yeah it could be a virtual assistant or it could be someone to help write their emails or create their social media Mm -hmm. content so create a little task for them that you can then measure them all on so you're comparing apples and apples so agreed yeah make it easier for yourself yeah that's right you've got to do if you're going to do it for, for one person you need to do it for everyone and you need to measure everyone equally against each other so you know if if the friend comes to you via you know or if someone comes to you via a friend and then someone applies through you know a post that you put on LinkedIn or whatever it is you need to measure everyone equally so coming back to what that key criteria is what are your non-negotiables what do you need to see demonstrated and it could that could be things like for example um you know um like a geographical location like you need someone to physically come and sit in your office and your office is based in you know on the northern beaches of sydney well someone from wollongong applying Mm. for that job it's going to be an issue and they can say that it's not till they're blue in the face but when you're traveling you know up and down the freeway for you know $35 an hour or whatever it is that's going to get pretty old pretty quickly no matter what they tell you so um, or how good they are or how good they are and Mm. you know we cannot jam square pegs into round holes it doesn't Mm. end well ever 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 so (laughs) yes Oh, and, that, and that's a whole different um, it is. podcast, isn't yes, it? it is. <laughs> How to handle those black unicorns, <laughs> you know, the dodgy ones. The dodgy ones, the yeah. ones. And look, I think this, I will touch on that if, because people do, we, we do, mistakes happen and we are dealing with people here, right? And, you know, it's not, it's not computer equipment. It's not a, you know, a glass or a jug Mm. or whatever it is these are human beings and people often you know can be masters of I guess seduction really isn't it like it's like you know they will tell us what they know that we want to hear and all of that sort of thing so if you do find yourself in a situation where someone starts in your business and you know you can you can tell straight away that it is not right it is a bad fit that something's off, that this person is not what they appear to be, cut your losses quickly. Yeah. Do not try to fix a, a problem like that because, again, and this is from, you know, a gajillion years of experience where I've just seen this happen time and time again, is that energetically for you as a business owner, you cannot do that. In a big corporation, it is different. And even in a medium-sized business, it's very different because there's layers of infrastructure. Mm. There are other people there that can cushion the impact of someone not performing and not mm. doing their job. As a small business, you cannot do that. You can't carry them. And these people will have a direct impact on the bottom line of your business. And the longer you carry that on, the worse things are going to be. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get burnt and and question yourself and question your judgment forevermore. Bad bad stuff does happen to good people. So, yeah. you know, not to be pessimistic, yeah. but if it does, just, you know, what do they say? Like fire, higher fast, higher 
slow, fire, fast. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that it's the intuition. You you Mm. know pretty quickly if Mm -hmm. something is not quite right. And like you said, you try and fix it. But yeah, yeah, if you've got a small business, that's a massive impact internally to your, Yeah. yeah, your energy. They could be talking to your customers. Exactly. Oh you know, my God. I've, I yeah. mean, look, you know, not to share too many horror stories, yeah. but I have seen <laughs> where people are, are, are actually poaching work from clients in the business. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, because what happens is there's that trust factor, right? You know, they, they open up their lives to these people. And, and um, yeah, so, but there is a beautiful quote from Maya Angelou, which is when someone shows you who they are, yeah. believe them, believe the, them first the first time. time. Believe yeah. them, believe yeah. them and trust your instinct. You trust know, your, your yeah. gut, you know, where, where women, our, our gut instinct is so powerful. Mm-hmm. You can rely on it, even yeah. if on paper they look perfect, even if, you know, they've worked for the most incredible businesses and, and then dig deeper, uh, speak to those people. Yes. Who, are the refer- who are the referees? Why haven't they given you the name of their former manager? Speak to the former manager. Yeah. Find yeah. out what is going on and you will undoubtedly, you, you, your gut instinct will be confirmed. Yeah. And and get a non disclosure agreement in place. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> you yeah, don't don't just yeah hire and and you know there needs to be contracts in place and protect mm. yourself, protect your you know I mean you know this is something that I go into in quite a lot of detail in terms of like onboarding people properly and safely as well. You need to consider your secrets, consider your passwords, all of that sort of thing. Don't just as much as we want to you know, be yeah. trusting and open and not cynical and and sort of uptight and bitter and yes. we do need to be careful. Because, I know what you um, mean. Yeah. We, tr- we uh, as females, you know, we trust a lot. It's, yeah. it's our second nature just yes. to trust and especially yeah. if it's another woman. We're like, yeah, cool, yeah, here's my passwords. Here's, you can log into mm-hmm. my Facebook accounts. You can do yeah. that, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're leaving yourself wide open. Unfortunately, that that's the state of the 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 environment, yeah. the digital age we're yeah. in. So remind me next time you do your course, yes. please just get me enrolled on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay, because I, I need to do it. And I'm sure <laughs> a ton of my listeners need to do it too. Yeah. It's such a worthy service. Yeah, helping us grow yeah. by finding yes. the right people. And it is, it's such a, it's, it is one of the best growth strategies in your business is to start delegating. And look, look you know, something that I will leave you with right now mm. is you don't have, it doesn't have to be, you know, 20 or 40 hours a week in your business. Start small, identify something that you need help with and get, you know, four hours or five hours a week, you know, and then build up to the ultimate unicorn permanent sort of person in your business but yes it 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 is it has such an impact on your business having the right people supporting you and they do exist I have seen them I know they're out there and nothing gives me more joy than watching the transformation that happens in a business when they go from this you know overwhelmed crazed Mm -hmm. you know ripping their hair out woman to Oh, I, you know, I went, I, I took Friday afternoon off and I went out for lunch with my husband. Or, you know, I have a client who is currently on a six month sabbatical from oh her business. Gosh. She's traveling around Australia um, in, a, in a like camper van thing with her family. But it is, and she is able to do that because she has two support people that she has, you know, nurtured and, and grown oh. them within her business and they are running the show. They're running okay. the show. I need that. She's, she's doing <laughs> that. She and she's and but even before that, That's Lisa, amazing. she was only working 20 hours a week in her business because she had great support. And she, you know, her, a high value of hers was family, she connect, like time with her family. That was super important. And you know, if, if we're all about the, the, you know, this fantasy million dollar business, she runs a million dollar business. She is running a million dollar business. She's not even in the business at the moment. She has two unicorns working in there. That is a true story. That's so cool. I have other stories like that, but she's yeah. like my, my beautiful kind of case study that, that proves to 
all the other women out there that it doesn't need to be this hustle and grind and you don't need to do it all yourself and it doesn't need to bankrupt you either. Yes, yes, we're here to make money, to have more freedom. Yeah, yes. we don't need to be paying other people's wages and not paying ourselves. That's another thing that I, yeah. I'm often like smacking people a hand when they go, oh, yeah, so, you know, and I've, I've got this new person and I'm paying her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so so how, how much are you paying yourself? Like, you know, have we got, oh, well, you know, I've, I've given her more than what, what, what I'm going to be paying myself because, you know, she's going to be doing more than me. It's like, um, no, no, that's no. not how this is supposed to work. So... Um, it sounds yeah. to me as if that you're probably somebody's, you're probably many women's unicorn. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Yes. But I think, yeah, look, essentially that's what I I was, I guess. Like, you know, yeah. when I when I very, very first started my business, I was a lot more hands-on. So I was doing a lot of the unicorning. But, yeah, now, um, now I do not. I, I help. Um, yeah, I did. Well, you work with women, though, don't you? Yeah, I yeah. Think, so, why don't you tell yeah. tell us before we wrap yeah. up how how because yeah. I know so many people will want to talk to you. Yeah, about how to <laughs> so, help. Yeah, how I can help them. So, so look, I you can find me at my website. Loads of information about working with me there. So that's michellebroadbent.com.au. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at michbroadbent. That's M I C H. B-R-O-A-D-B-E-N-T. And um, what I can, what I will do um, is I do like an hour of power session where you can just, I can jump, you know, pop my head into your business for um, an hour if you are kind of feeling a bit stuck, not quite sure what you need to move forward. Because finding unicorns is one growth strategy that that I, that we use when um, working with my clients but there are a whole host of other things and often it's like I said earlier it's not necessarily the thing that you think it is that is keeping you stuck so I can you know spend an hour with you help you get unstuck help stop the wheels from spinning and then yeah I do bigger sort of strategic work and then ongoing wing woman work as well Mm. where I'm like an accountability buddy to you as you go through this big growth phase in your businesses but yeah I'm happy to help just reach out get in touch and yeah more than happy to have a chat fabulous thank you so much loved chatting with you today absolute pleasure thanks for having me Lee yeah I'll see you soon you will Bye. bye Thank you so much for joining me this week. Today's episode was brought to you by my new e-commerce marketing course for women called Ecom Grow Strong. Head to my website at lisaburn.com.au to learn more and add your name to the waitlist for round two, which is starting in August. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And I would love you to leave me a rating and review. Thanks so much and see you next week. Mm-hmm.